Good morning. How was the game yesterday? My team lost, okay? I was cheering for Tonga, and, and Matt's team won the game, okay? So uh, we're happy to be here. Uh, we've been hearing about this church for a long time because I'm connected with Matt, and he and his uh, daughter, and they came to our country, and we tracked all the way to the, to the remotest part of the world. And uh, deep inside, I always wanted to come, you know, because I like to visit homes of my, my, my family and my friends, and the same way I like them to come. So uh, I was checking a few things about uh, the Coast Vineyard, uh, just secretly, and I found that it's the most healthy church. So when the church is very healthy, you don't have to say much because they understand, okay? But this morning, I was really, uh, really touched by the way the worship team led worship, and especially her. So why not we just give a big hand to them, okay? And the word came to me was, to, her, to you was, keep writing the song, okay? Keep, keep leading the worship songs and keep writing the songs, okay? God is going to, uh, you'll be the voice for many uh, in the terms of new songs and new sounds, okay? So keep writing, that's the word, okay? So here it is. In the beginning, there's a word, okay? So here I stand, uh, humbly. Uh, my my, my, my uh, wife and my son's here. And uh, uh, one of the reasons that we came here is my son finished his high school. So we're looking, we wanted to see what the universities are here uh, in, in Auckland. So that's one reason. But today I want to just stand here and share a few things that the, and the the way I share back home, okay? I don't want to make it spicier or anything, just the way I am, the who I am, okay? So, um, we all have stories, and stories bind us together as a family and as a church. Do you agree with me? So when I share, you have to speak, okay? You have to answer me, okay? That's how I, you know, that's how we do back home. So, um, as Christians, as Christians, we always talk about God, okay? And most religion people, religious people, any religion people, they talk about God. And sometimes the word God is coming from a different background. Uh, I come from my, my I'm a fourth generation uh, pastor in my family, so my fifth grandpa was uh, a Buddhist monk. So I come from a Tibetan uh, Bhutanese background. I'm from Bhutan. So I'm a tribal, I'm not a Nepali. Uh, uh, born and raised in Darjeeling, where the tea comes from, where the Tenzing Norge Sherpa and your uh, New Zealand guy, Edmund Hillary, you know, uh, were the buddies, okay? So, uh, so coming from that kind of background, for us, God, the word God, we sing God, okay? We sing the word God, and God is God, God, God. But for, for a lot of us, God is way there. It's kind of in the distance, you know? We find that God, because everybody says God, 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 okay? All religious people use this God. So today I want to talk about something that's very intimate to me and very dear to me, okay? Because Jesus says in John 16, 26 to 27, I'll read it for you, okay? Jesus says, In that you will ask in my name. That people will ask, okay? The disciples will ask in the days there, now, and, and days to come. I will not sing that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Now we are taught to pray in the name of Jesus, okay? But Jesus says, a day will come. He says, no, the Father himself loves you. 
Because sometimes we are, sometimes we think that because of Jesus, he died on the cross. You know, the love of Father came through Jesus, okay? The Father, God, you know, even the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I used to, this word called, for my Father loved me so much that he gave his only son. That through him that I don't die, but I, I have eternal life. So as believers, as person, I don't really, I say God, but God to me as believers is my father. So I want to focus on the father that loves me today. We all have stories, and I will tell you a few stories that talks about these stories are Embedded in me. These stories followed my family. These stories happened to me in the form of miracles, in the form of love that I received from friends, in the form of being in the church. There's so many forms of Father's love that I receive. And I still am receiving. Because it's, it's God. But yeah, yeah, fine, God. But it's the Father. Jesus says, it's Father himself loves you. The Father himself loves me. And I can say today, I am the one Loved by my father. Actually, I can, I can I raise my hand and put it in my chest and say, I am the loved one. Can you do that? Can you, can you, because now if you do this, in the end, you'll do, you will do the same thing and you'll feel a difference, okay? So if you do this now, and can you say, I am the loved, loved one by my father? Okay. Because John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me. Okay. But I choose you and, and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And that's whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So this morning, I'm standing here to bless you. The Father's love. When I was 10 months old, uh, I fell from the balcony. Because I was, I was a crawling baby. I was crawling. And there was nobody to look after me because my mom was cooking. And I fell from the balcony, straight, maybe 15 feet high in my ancestral home. And everybody got surprised because I fell head straight down. But on the floor, there was a cement floor. On the cement floor, there was a, a what do you call, a plastic bucket, small bucket for, for dog's food. You know, to feed the dog, you know, you have plastic bucket. You know, everybody has that. What do you call that? You know? Yeah. And my head went straight on the bucket, and it became like a helmet. And my head didn't crash. I didn't die. Now I look at why that happened. I can say, because Father loved me. My Father loved me. He loved me before I was even born. Everything that happened in my journey, everything that happened in my journey, he took care of me, he protected me, he provided me, he, he led me. Because the father was sending his son to Jesus. He loved me. He cared for me. Not only he cared for me, he knows me. He knows everything that's inside me. I can go on and on and on and on and on. I've seen thousands of miracles. Recently, I was at the church. A person walks to me and says, Pastor, pray for me because my house is all demon-possessed 
and I cannot sleep. I cannot. And I was thinking, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to pray. Because my natural mind was saying, my natural mind was saying, if I pray to this demon-possessed person, the demon is going to come and scratch and, and going to hit me and punch me. So my natural mind was saying, run. Then my other mind was saying, no. The Father has provided the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, you'll be filled with the power. The power will fill you. And when you receive the power, you'll be the witness. And in my, in my other mind, my saying, no, Father loved you. He has given you spirit, Holy Spirit. Now you command, command this evil spirit in the name of Jesus and it will flee away from you. And my natural mind was saying, oh, I can't, I can't because this demon possessed person is going to scratch me. He's going to slap me. He's going to kick me. Oh, but then I, and I stood this side. I said, the Father is there who has given me the Holy Spirit. I stood there and I said, I started speaking in tongue and said, okay, now you spirit, you're not allowed to torture this precious creation that God created. You live now. And then suddenly this man who was not acted normal, then suddenly in front of me, he started like, then this, this evil spirit started groaning inside. And this, then the voice started coming and saying, no, I don't want to leave. Oh, I don't want to leave. I said, no, you get out. This man belongs to God and he is his creation. And after 10 minutes of praying, demonic spirit left. Amen. And I, why, why this is happening? Who am I? Why he gave me the Holy Spirit? And I realized, oh, I have a father who loves me. Who is always looking, watching over me. Not just watching from up there. Because for us, God is way up there. Then it's not there. It's, he's here with me. It's not just here, but he's inside me. He has created this he's for his dwelling place. Wow, I was thinking like, what? My heart is his dwelling place? It's here. Your father wants to dwell inside when I just think, and when I think like that, I'm just think like, what's this? I can't even like, comprehend. I didn't even understand. I tried to understand. I tried to write. I tried to make it point. Doesn't understand. I said, you, Lord, what's going on? Are you mad? I'm thinking like, Lord, are you crazy? My father, are you crazy that you choose a person like me to come and dwell, make this your dwelling place? I can go on and on and on. But I just want to make it shorter because of lack of time. But as human being, I don't know how we grew up, our background, okay? How much you receive Father's love, I don't know. But there's a longing. There's a longing. There's a genuine longing in each people's lives that they want to be loved by the Father. They love to be loved by their mother as parents. And as Matt was saying just before he started, wherever you are, I'd like to welcome you to receive the Father's love. But not just that, I want to go to the little bit of the other side, okay? You know what's the other side? Other side is like, we as believers come to the church and we gather and we talk about Father's love. We talk about Father's love, the Father loves me, the Father loves me. Yes, all good, okay? 
Yes, Jesus loves me. Father loves me. All good. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. But I wonder, I also wonder, like sometimes we think that our God is up there, somewhere up there. But I start wondering, Lord, okay, if you are my Father, if you really love me, if you really love me and I know you love me, but where are you? As a child, as a son, if I really receive the Father, if I really understand the Father's love, I want to know where is my Father. I never thought that way. Because, yeah, Father loves me. I do my things. I do my things. I run around. I have the Father. I have the Father. Oh, he's my Father. Yeah, he'll, and when I call, call his name, he will come. When I call on his name, he'll come. When I say, when I enter in his presence, he will receive me. I have all these teachings and all this experience as a Christian, as a believer, that as of he's there. Okay, Father loves me. Yeah, let's, let's meet him. Yes. But I started thinking, the Father that loves me, knows me, understands me, cares for me. Where is this Father right now? Where is this father? Yes, in heaven. Yeah, 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 in heaven. Yeah, yeah, meet him in the presence, in the church. Yes, yes, he's there. But actually, I started asking, Lord, where are you? Where are you now? I want to find you. I want to understand you. First John 3, 1 says, so what great love the Father has lavished on us. See, what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. It's here. I'm a child of God. I don't need to, I don't need to scratch to find what does it mean. It's all here. It's called the child of God. Just, there's no doubt in it, okay? Then I started asking, Lord, where are you? Okay, if you are my father, where are you? Sometimes we think that my father's in heaven. Our father in heaven. Yes. Our father. We taught that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's all good. But are you always in heaven? Are you always in heaven? You know, nice. You know. Oh, I don't know. Are you always in heaven? Then I started reading a chapter from Matthew 25, from 31 to 46. I read it for you. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him will sit on His glorious throne, all the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people from, from one from the other as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on the right, Come, who are blessed by my Father. It doesn't say blessed by my God. Blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. And I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came and visited me. And I said, Lord, my father, where are you? And whatever this scripture says, Lord is saying, oh, my father is saying, I was hungry and you fed me. You are God. You're the creator. Oh, you are up there, my father in heaven. But you're saying, I was hungry. Where are you, my father? 
when I, when I go down to the streets, when I travel to mountains and mountains, I look around and say, Father, are you hungry? Give me the eyes to see that you are among the hungry. Maybe you are dwelling among the poor. Maybe you are dwelling among the sick and dying. Maybe you are in the prison. I never thought that way. Because for me, I was taught to the missions, okay? Oh, it's a, it's a you know, I mean, commandment. Going to all the world and preach the gospel. Yeah, let's do. And I thought that, no. God is saying, come to me. Come to me with the mission heart because I'm dying. Come to me with the mission heart and help me. Come to me with the mission heart because I'm in the prison. Come to me. Meet me in the prison. Meet me in when I was hungry. And I finally felt like my father loved me. My father who gave and sent his son to me, died, you know, sent his son, you know, gave me new life. I said, where are you, father? And when I look around, when I travel, I said, Lord, where are you? I know you're up there, my father. But when I look to the poor, when I look to the broken, when I look to the dying, when I look to the people suffering, I want to see. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story. I understand compassion. Because as a, as, a, as a Christian, I was taught to do the acts, acts of compassion as Christians. Oh, you give food hamper to the poor because you are a Christian. Oh, because you are a good man, you give, help somebody because you are a Christian. I was taught to do the acts, acts of compassion. But when I started understanding the Father's heart, anything that he did, any powerful miracles he did, anything that he did, any ministry he did in this world, actually the birthing place was compassion. Jesus looked at and he felt his heart was filled with compassion and healed the sick. His heart was filled with compassion. You all know this. So in Kathmandu, when I first moved to plant the church, we didn't have any believer. Because we thought that, I thought that the best way to do the plant church is I call it the Jesus-style church planting strategy. He didn't came and planted the church. He went and did the kingdom of God by going to the poor and the broken and the dying and the da-da-da-da. And then the church came later. So we packed our bags with food, okay? And then we started doing lots of compassion work. So many healings. People started coming to the Lord. And then one time, because I was known, because I thought that, oh, Noel's a great guy, you know. Let's go to Nepal to understand about the poor. So a lot of, you know, pastors came to visit me one time. And just... So I was going to the poorest of the poor. I was going to the slums and doing all kinds of things. And I thought that I'm the great guy. You know, I was thinking that, oh, you know, I understood compassion. And my pastor, five of my pastor, and as they were going back home, we went to the airport. And those days, there was no security in Kathmandu Airport. And all the leper, you know, you understand the meaning of leper? All the lepers and all the beggars used to hang around in the airport. So whenever the people went there, they begged and asked, okay? So suddenly, as I was to say goodbye to my five pastor's friend, there in front of me, there's, there stood a leper. And if you, have, if you have not seen a leper, as soon as you see a leper, it just, you doesn't, it, compassion doesn't come. You, you just want to run because it's so scary because they use a blanket, dirty blanket, to hide their, hide their what we call, decaying eyes. The eyeball is hanging here. It's all decayed. The only teeth is hanging you know, and their fingers are all hanging, decayed. So it's kind of like stinking, dirty. And you don't want to touch the leper because you are told that the disease will, you know, 
what do you call move to you or you'll catch the disease, okay? So as soon as you see a leper in our country, you run. Nobody wants to touch that leper. Go. But I don't know what happened. Five of my missionary pastor, one of the pastor hugged the leper and went to the other side and gave some money. So I'm thinking, oh, he doesn't know he's a leper, so he hugged, okay? Yeah, sometimes we do that, yeah? In the missions, we don't know, we just do, yeah? And I'm thinking, oh, so I cannot say, don't, don't, don't hug the leper. How can I say, how can I say, don't hug? So, so the first pastor hugged him, and there's a street, and he went to the other side, so he, now he's looking towards us now. There's another pastor, he also hugged the leper, and gave some money, and went to the other side. All five pastors hugged the leper, and then went to the other side. And now, my mind, I'm saying, no, I don't want to hug you. Uh, no, no, no. Ah, oh, ah. But I'm thinking, ah, this five, five pastors looking at me. I'm like, now, what to do? Uh, I want him to go. No, you don't touch it. I'm, I'm struggling. And these five pastors stand on the side, and the leper in between, and looking at me. I'm caught. I'm caught, in the, I'm caught in the middle. You know, I'm just like, no, no. And my intern pastor was behind me. So now, bye-bye. No, they was looking at me. You know? I'm thinking like, you don't know he's a leper. You don't know out of ignorance you hugged him. You, goodbye. But these five pastors are looking at me. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to lose my face now. I'm going to lose my nose because so far I was the great guy. Now I can't even hug a leper. Yeah? So I'm stuck. Oh, go, go, go. You made more money than you ever, ever made. God, can I get lost? But he's just looking at me. And I'm thinking, okay, stinking. So I want to stop my breathing. And I'm going to say, okay, I'll just quickly hug and run. I need to, I need to, you know. So out of my whatever weakness or whatever, you know, I thought because these five pastors are looking at me, yeah? So here's this leper, and I don't know what to do. So I thought I'm going to, I'm going to just hug him and run home and use a disinfectant soap to, you know, you know, use my, you know, clean my body. You know, I'll throw my clothes away, never wear it again. So all these things are going in my head. Yeah? Then what I did was, okay, I'll just say in the name of Jesus. Maybe it'll help, yes? And this is the word. So I said, okay, but these five pastors looking at me, staring at me. Wanting me to hug this leper. And then I said, okay. So I just stopped breathing. I just, because I didn't want to breathe that whatever, you know, the drums, whatever coming. So I just hugged him quickly, quickly, maybe two seconds. Out. And I just jumped on the side. But something happened. I don't know what happened. And tears starts coming to me. And then my five pastor friends says, bye-bye, we'll see you again. I think, why you didn't do that, uh, you know, a uh, little bit earlier? <laughs> but something happened when I hugged that leper. And then I started walking. They said goodbye. I started walking maybe a couple of blocks to find a taxi. So I'm walking. I'm crying. I'm crying. Tears coming to me. Tears coming to me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened. Suddenly, I was overwhelmed by I don't know what I can't explain. Then I walked to the taxi. And then I found a taxi and I sat on the on the, on the side of the driver's seat, okay? And my friend, my, co- my co-pastor friend was on the back. And as I looked, as I looked, as I was crying, and suddenly I saw a shadow on the, on the mirror, what do you call it? The glass of the, you know, the uh, win- uh, window of the taxi. And I looked towards it. And this leper had followed me all the way from there to where I am and was staring at me and I looked towards him, and I looked towards him, and he, the same blanket, same face. I was like, 
looked towards him and was like, wow, I was like, oh, I was like shocked. I'm like, wow, because the face of the leper that I seen before was not the face of the same leper. There's a, there's, a, there's a radiant light coming. There's a there's a glorious light coming. And was like suddenly the face was glowing. This face was glowing with some kind of, I don't know, powerful, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't even can't explain that. It was staring at me. It was the, not the stinking, it was not the stinking, you know, eyes falling leper. It was the beautiful face of the leper was looking at me. And by the time the taxi started and, 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 and I don't know what happened. Whole night I couldn't sleep. And I thought, next morning, I'm going to find this guy. So early next morning, I went back to the airport, and I started looking at this leper with this particular black and white you know, blanket. I searched everywhere. And then I went to the leper colony and said, do you know this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, uncle, uncle, yes, we know. And I said, I didn't find him. I want to find him. And that time, they said, that leper died last night. And when I heard the, when I heard the, Word, the word that came to me was like, Noel, you almost missed Jesus. You almost missed your father. What? You almost missed your father who loves you so much. And then suddenly everything was, then I understood everything. In my mind, I was like, oh, the poor, leather, stinking beggars. We have this problem. We have this problem. We are, I'm a Christian. I'm a, you know. Almost missed Jesus. And I sat there. And I said, Father, thank you. Because the day is going to come. Day is going to come. A day is going to come. And he says, when the Son of Man comes to his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from, from one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goat, and he'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left, and the king will say to his right, come. You are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you. Since the creation of the world, I was hungry. I was hungry. And you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. And you gave me something to drink. And in the 37 verses, the righteous will answer. The righteous will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you? Or thirsty, you gave something to drink. When did you see? When did we see you as a stranger and invited you in? Or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick in the prison and go to visit? Matthew 7, 21, 23 says, Not everyone who will say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father. It doesn't say will of my God. Will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, 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 did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons? And in your name we perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I've never knew, I've never knew you. The heart of the Father, the heart of the Father is here this morning. And I want to release this 
the Father's love. I want to, I want to bless you. Sometimes we don't understand the word ministry. We understand ministry, 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 ministry. Oh, we have this ministry, ministry, ministry. Missions, mission, missions. I say, Lord, Father, where are you? Give me the eyes to see that you are in this hungry situation. Now when I give food to the poor, I didn't give to the poor, food to the poor because I'm a Christian. Because I like to see maybe there's a father. Must be father down there. Maybe father's there. Wow, a day, a day will come. We all will gather. There'll be a multitude of people. Oh, thousands, thousands of people. And you sit on his throne and he's going to call your name. He's going to call your name. And he's going to say, Matt. Oh, Matt, come. And he's like, and everyone says, oh, who's Matt? Oh, I'm the one who planted 200 churches. Maybe God should call me. I'm the one, I prophesy all over the world. He should call my name. And he says, Matt, who's going to Matt? Maybe way down there, way down there. Then Matt is coming with his wife, yeah, and all the church. Bring, come with all your church people. Because I know Matt is not going to enter that gate by himself. He's going to take you all. You're not saying amen. (laughs) That's why he's working hard. He doesn't want to go alone. He doesn't want to go alone there. And he's going to call, okay, man, bring all your coast vineyard people. There'll be a big noise. Oh. And he's going to say, take your place. And he's going to say, oh, Lord, what did I do? Oh, I was thirsty. We think that, you know what, we have to do big things for Jesus. Oh, God, I have to do big things, you know. No. The kingdom of God is so simple and so basic and so understandable by everyone. He's going to call your name. To be honest with you, I want my father to call my name that day. A lot of people think that the anointing is for when you preach from the pulpit. But Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of God is upon me. When God anoints you, it leads to the poor. You know the story of Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, what you call it? Zacchaeus wanted to find Jesus. You know, really, truly wanted to find Jesus. And he found Jesus. And Jesus came to his home and touched the lives of Zacchaeus. And when Jesus touches the lives, it changes your lives. And you know the first reaction? First reaction of Zacchaeus was, when God changes your lives, what happens? Zacchaeus says, Master, I'm going to sell my property and give it to the poor. The first, first reaction or first what you call incident, that when people, when God changes their hearts, it leads them to the broken. When I come to this place, when I come to New Zealand, I didn't see any broken. I see all good, nice place, nice drive, nice weather, nice everything, nice food, you know. I don't see broken. But I don't know. Inside, maybe we are wanting Father's love. And not just He loves you, but 
that God will give us a heart that, that His heart here. And we see where's my Father. I like to walk around and see, Lord. It doesn't mean that we have to feed everybody. But God will give us eyes to see that broken and the poor where my Father is. And I think now, out of my own weakness, out of my own insecurities, I think I'm glad that I hugged that leper because I know one day I'm going to see him. Because I think he went up there before me. So he's going to welcome me maybe. And he's going to say, Noel, I'm that guy. He hugged me. And with that one touch, his whole, his whole being got transformed. I don't know what God did me. What happened? But you know what? I can say, oh, I did, you know, it changed me. The whole story changed me. Maybe I don't know what happened. I, I, haven't, I haven't talked to the leper guy. You know, he's already dead. But it changed me. And I see, oh, Lord, where are you now? Where are you now? And sometimes we think that the broken means people from the street. The broken are sometimes right in front of him. And this morning I'd like to welcome if, if anyone is broken here. I don't know in many ways. You know, I don't know. The Father is with you. He's not left you. He's not tired of you. In fact, he's more interested with you because you're broken. If you're hungry, doesn't mean that I'm talking about food. Can be food for many. But for a lot of, it's a lot of questions. They, 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 they dream and live in questions, okay? Hungry for answers. Hungry for you know, answers, okay? And the Father's here.